What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2015. You guys listening to episode 211. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a great week in between shows, um, and, you know, I know that I am. I've had, I've been having a great week. I've been enjoying not traveling. I've been enjoying no fucking airports, uh, not running around, hanging out with the kids. I've even been enjoying this uh, this rain that we've been having, all these rainstorms. Although I'm not enjoying the wind because I had one chair in my backyard that was like 70 yards down my... I'm not even kidding, like 70 yards down my, my backyard. And some of the fence on the side was ripped up because of the wind that we had to fix and repair. But other than that, it's been a little dark and gloomy. I like it. I like just the calm, lazy shit, you know? Don't get me wrong. It's nice to finally be warm. No crazy winter. It's nice to have 82-degree days and be able to go outside in a t-shirt and feel the sun. And all that's great. I get it. But there's just a couple of days where I like, you know what? Let's get a little rain and gloom. You know, get all the plants fucking treated, all the lawns get a little greener. You know, not that I care about that, but that's the excuse I make for just sitting around in sweatpants watching movies. Um, But I'm enjoying this, (laughs) and uh, it's been really good. A little bit of time off, we're not as crazy as schedule. And then, you know, and then you're like, fuck, now I need to be more busy. Because when you go from crazy busy to not that busy, you're like, fuck, I'm not doing anything. So, Um, but... I'm keeping busy here in New York, and I am happy to be home for sure. I got a great show for you guys today. A lot of stuff to talk about for sure. Going to talk about uh, these NBA finals. I got a prediction with that. I'm kind of going to go bold on that prediction. Um, Talk about awful television shows that are on there. I know I've I've, I've did that a while back, but there's a couple things on TV that I just can't can't handle. Uh, I can't believe that got the green light. I can't. Uh, Bruce Jenner. Jesus, we're going to talk about that and um, a whole bunch of things. But first, before we get into the Verzi Effect 211, let's plug the sponsors. As always, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for your best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite up-and-coming comedians, established comedians, people you've heard of, people you have not heard of, people that are just, you know, on the ride, uh, to wherever they're trying to go and stand up. This is a great website to uh, learn about them. Dave Gavry, funny up-and-coming comedian in Chicago, does a great job. He's always adding people. You know, comedians like Hannibal Burris, Doug Stanhope, uh, Ralphie May, Joe Matarese, some guy named Paul Verzi. Um, you know, just a lot of different people that he's always adding, and he does a great job with them. And uh, there's a lot of stuff I could tell you that when you uh, read the interviews from Gonzo Fame, there's definitely stuff in those interviews that you will not get when you look up an interview from your favorite comedian somewhere else. There's going to be something else, another piece, more in-depth. That's what he does. So check out gonzofame.com. Also, very happy to be working with my new sponsor, uh, that I mentioned on last week's podcast. Very excited to be working with this company. And uh, they are Brookings Mediation and John Burton. Um, what they basically do is they are an alternative to, you know, litigation. Uh, you know, so basically it's where one person, a mediator, acts on behalf, you know, of both parties in a dispute. So whether it's divorce, debt settlement, 
bankruptcy. They sit with you in a conference room, you know, or over the, you know, you could do it over the phone. There, there's a bunch of different ways that they do it, but you don't have to deal with lawyers, judges. Uh, John Burton is not a lawyer. Uh, they do not provide legal advice. What they do is they are just faster and cheaper than you spending a ton of money on a on a divorce lawyer where the rules are already set and you know it, people don't understand that it's already set and you're already going to you know have the same outcome yet these people spend all this money what what this uh, company does Brookings Mediation and that's why I love working with sponsors like this because it, it's an absolute no-brainer if you're going through a divorce you're going through a bankruptcy you're going through you know some kind of debt settlement why not sit with uh a mediator and get it figured out for so much less. You don't have to worry about a judge, you know, saying, you know, that's what it's going to be. And then you're screwed. You don't have to worry about spending all this money on lawyers. John Burton has been doing this for 27 years. Okay. And, um, it just makes all the sense in the world. His initial consultation is always free. Um, and like I said, he's done it over the phone. He's done it on, um, email is nationwide. And uh, the website is www.brookingsmediation.com, or you could call the toll-free number uh, 877-415-7770. That's Brookings Mediation and John Burton. Go to them for much faster, less expensive, um, you know, and just settle it like that. It's just a way better. At least give a call. I'm telling you, and say, call him up. Say, listen to the Verzi effect. And unfortunately, you know, I feel bad if you're going through it, but call him up because I'm telling you, this will make the process easier and save you a lot of money. A lot of people don't even know that this option is available to them. Not to mention, if you go to court, one date could be, you know, four months away from your next appearance, and it just lags on. This is so much quicker and less expensive. So go to Brookings uh, Mediation. Dot com and call the number I just gave you, 877-415-7770, okay, and uh, John Burton will uh, give you uh, initial consultation, it's always free, so call, tell him Paul Verzi and the Verzi Effect sent you, all right, everybody, here we go, we uh, are going to get into the show, oh, and of course, you got to, you got to know the, you got to know the podcast network, all Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for the best podcasts, including this one you're listening to right now. A ton others. Also, all th- uh, at All Things uh, Comedy for uh, Twitter. And um, check that out. They are the best. It is the best in the business. So uh, go to allthingscomedy.com and look up all the, the podcasts. And thrilled that the Verzi Effect is a part of that as well. Okay, everybody. What should we talk about first? Should we talk about, yeah, let's talk about how in America in 2015, okay, if you were to tell me, if you were to tell me years ago, and I'm still young, but if you were to tell me years ago, well, I probably would believe it because I would be even younger. Okay, if you were to tell my father or, or, or if you were to tell your father or your grandfather or somebody that television shows today would be called Naked and Afraid, okay? If you were to tell me the, the, the fat guys in the woods, which I already talked about a long time ago. So you got naked. Now you got naked twins in, like, competitions. You also got uh, swab stories where people are looking for a long-lost relative and then they do DNA tests and they tell you yay or nay if that's your relative or if that's your child or, you know, it's like some fucking television, you know, traveling Maury Povich show. All this shit on TV, 
It's fucking ridiculous. Do you understand the amount of creative people that are out there that have so much unbelievable creativity that they want to share that if it got the green light, people would be riveted, you know? But instead, you're just taking fucking fat people, twins, and you're just having them take their clothes off. That's the new thing now. Making it now is like, will you go to a camp and be naked and talk to some naked chick while you guys are just walking around with walking sticks during a fucking episode? You know, finding Bigfoot, just a bunch of fucking people. I mean, that's still going on. That show is still going on. That show is almost as old as my show. I've been doing the Verzi Effect for what, over four years now. These people are still walking in the woods finding nothing. I mean, it's fucking unbelievable. I just can't, I just honestly, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I can't fucking get over it now. All you got to do, it just, it just get, and listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not bitter about me because I haven't written shows and tried to get them on yet. You know, that's stuff that I'm doing in the future. I'm working on some stuff right now and I do have, you know, Listen, me, comedian friends, and a bunch of people, you're always going to work on stuff and shows. So I'm not sitting here complaining and saying that my stuff hasn't gotten greenlit because I haven't sat in the meetings and give anybody anything. So this has nothing to do with me. Okay, I'm not bitter because of that. I, You know, if, if I pitched 15 shows and nothing ever got put on, maybe I would be like a little more. I'm just saying the level of quality that's on television is so ridiculous to me. Naked and Afraid is a television show. Two fat guys in the woods is a television show. Fat cops is a television show. Naked twins is a television show. Swab stories where you just go around. Yeah, we found a sister. Is it ours? I don't know. Swab her mouth. We'll see. It's a fucking DNA test and it's a television show. Unbelievable. They're doing interviews about fucking Bruce Jenner. I mean, granted, it's a little interesting because the guy won the decathlon or whatever the fuck he did or, you know, in the 70s and he was a great Olympian for the United States and then he married this woman, this Kardashian, uh, you know, mom and and then all of a sudden now he's a chick. I know it's kind of crazy, but like the fact that this country's riveted by that, this country's riveted by a fucking guy that wants tits, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Who cares? That should be a one-day story. Oh, you heard about Bruce Jenner? Yeah, dude's a fucking chick now. Wow. Shit, man. People go nuts or people want this or people feel this way. God bless them. Whatever. Let him be happy. If he always felt like a woman and now he's a woman, let him be happy. Then they throw it in your face on Vanity Fair and they give you. They keep fucking replaying a Diane Sawyer interview and these people are sitting in front of it. And I got to tell you something. A lot of people on Facebook and social media said, how about the real heroes calling this guy a courageous hero is not right. But, like, I got to tell you, man, all these fucking, this word courageous and hero, it gets used a lot. And I know people are saying, like, well, you know, there's a lot of people that feel that way that don't come out. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that felt that way that do come out, you know? And just because this guy was on Keeping Up With The Fucking Kardashians, he's getting all this play and stuff. It's just a little fucking weird, you know? The guy's wanted tits his whole life. He's got him. Let's just go. You know, he's got a, he's got fucking long hair, you know, and I do kind of feel bad for his kids because it's got to be hard. It's got to be hard to like, you know, it's got to be hard to see your dad like throw on a dress. Not, and, and listen, before you start freaking out on me, I am not against it. I think it's good for him. God bless him. He's the person he wants to be and he could be at peace with himself now and go to sleep at night feeling better without that on his mind. I'm all for that. 
But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, if you're the guy's son or daughter, and you see your dad on the cover of a magazine dressed like a fucking older chick, it's got to be fucking tough, no matter how you slice it. I mean, let's be honest. It's got to be fucking tough. You know? It's like, what are you doing when you knock on his door, like, if you haven't seen him in a while? Like, I haven't seen my dad in a while. You know, I see my dad every few, every, you know, every, ever so often, a few months, you know. My dad doesn't live too far away. I get to see him. But, like, you know, I mean, if I just knocked on his door and, you know, he had tits and he was a chick, I, I mean, it's that's a fucking blow. I mean, that's that's a... That's a tough one, man. Like to get, just, you know what I mean? Just like going out to eat, you'd be like, I'd be like, you'd be thinking about times you went out to eat, you know, when he, <laughs> when he was him. I mean, I'm just glad, and I'll be honest, I'm just glad he's keeping his dick because listen, you're born with a dick and you're, you're, you know, you're a man and just like cutting your, you know, hacking your dick off and throwing it in the garbage, dude. That's, that's a fucking tough one, you know? But all the best to him or her or whatever you say. I, I really hope that the guy is 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 at peace with what he's done. And um, I just don't need to keep hearing about it. You know? And I'm sure his family will get over it. And at the end of the day, if his kids really love him and know that that's what's going to make him happy, they're going to be fine with it. It'll be tough at first, but then they'll be fine with it. And that's completely fine. I'm good with that. But I don't need them to keep replaying an interview. And I didn't watch the interview. I watched for like two seconds and I just was like, all right, whatever. And I just kept going. But like now it's like the biggest talk. That's all they're talking about. Courageous hero. This and that. I mean, maybe you could say the guy was brave for coming out and it was a big step. But a courageous hero, that's kind of heavy. That's a little much. That's a little much. You know, I, I, I think I think we throw those words around a little too, too much. But, um, you know... Like to see his tits. Just kidding. All right. I just find it funny that like that's like a big time mainstream story in in our country's media and television. And a group like ISIS or whatever it is is trying to, you know, do what they're doing. And we have a, a conflict with them. And like that kind of just blew over, you know. Yeah, people are getting fucking killed and burned alive and getting their heads fucking cut off and all this shit and all this stuff is going on all over the fucking place. And, uh, you know, I got to care that some guy wants a set of tits and a fucking hair, a long, long hair and no Adam's apple. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't get it. I just wish the media in this country would really fucking focus on what's important. You know, I'll tell you what I want to talk about. Another thing the media doesn't talk about aliens. That's right. I'm talking about aliens on this podcast. And I'm I'm actually talking about it in a serious way. I'm being dead serious right now. I know what you guys are thinking. Holy shit, this is the weirdest Verzi effect ever. He went Bruce Jenner and aliens right out of the gate before doing Unacceptables. Relax. I may go long on this one. I don't know. We're going to do the Unacceptables. But here's the thing. Do you know how much is hidden from us about aliens? Like... Do you know how many airline pilots have seen UFOs? Do you know that, what's his name, Buzz Aldrin and, 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 and Neil Armstrong, do you know that they were threatened and their families were fucking threatened because when they got to the moon, they saw compounds and other life form up there? Like, that's real shit, man. 
there was some guy who was like an older scientist who was dying and before he died he said he had to come clean because of what he knew about there being aliens and it being some confidential thing. Do you know how many presidents know that there's fucking aliens and other life? Where do you think? They said that's where we got like satellite dish ideas from, like the, the planes, like the stealth bomber planes, like we got communications from them. I fucking believe it, man. And I'm not trying to go on some crazy thing here, but like the fact that like some of the most smartest you know, astronauts that we've ever had, like, are coming clean now when they're fucking in their 80s and they're gonna die and they couldn't before because they felt like their families were, you know, but, like, the fact that, like, the media will never talk about that, like, that should be a breaking story, right? Neil Armstrong says when he was on the moon he saw a lot of fucked up things and there's things out there. That should be on there. This fucking Neil, like that's like that should be on it. Not some guy wants to slap a pair of tits on and tuck his dick back and put on some makeup and win the fucking Arthur Ashe Award for you know courage at ESPN. SB. I'd fucking want to hear that. You know, I would fuck. I would rather know like, all right, there's fucking aliens like, and we're learning shit from them. I'd rather know that. CNN never wants to talk about that. And then when people do talk about it, like I am right now. Some some of you probably turn this shit off and it's like, oh, Verzi's crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I've always believed in this shit. What do you think? I have close, I have close, close people to me that I love and trust that I, honest to God, have seen a UFO and it was real. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always known it and I've heard about it from when I was little and there was a lot of reports. And then after I heard that, there were reports about it the same day that I've heard about and it's not all crazy people, but the media will never talk about shit like that. That's what I want them to talk about. I, I do. I want the media to talk about real shit. I want the media to talk about, and they never fucking will. And that's why we just don't know shit. They will believe anything, man. Okay, do you guys realize that hot dog eating contests have gotten more fucking airtime in this country than some of the most important shit going on that we don't know about? You got to go to fucking, you got to go find some documentary about it. Somebody that cared that much and gave a fuck that much to actually, you know, get a crew together and, and talk about shit like this for an hour and put it out there and get it on some sort of avenue where people could see it, you know, because the media is not going to put any of it on there. Dude, somebody told me that there was a guy who made like a car that could run on water, salt water and water. Salt water and fresh water. And he was like poisoned. He was killed. He like died eating something. And something along the lines of his last words where they killed me or something. I was like, I want to hear about that shit. That's why I heard Joe Rogan say something recently about how marijuana would be legal if it, you know, would knock out the pharma- so many pharmaceutical companies because of what it does for pain and relief and all that stuff. And that's so true. And you're never going to hear stuff like that because, you know, everybody's bought and paid for. But, you know, I just look at this. I was just looking at this whole Bruce Jenner thing and I'm thinking about like the coverage. And I was like, what if Diane Sawyer interviewed a fucking astronaut and the astronaut was like, I am telling you right now. Okay, I am not crazy. I was threatened. But I went to the fucking moon and I saw something that was not fucking human walking around. That happened. I want to hear that shit. That's something that they should play over and over again. Should be going on the bottom of fucking TVs. And I don't buy this whole thing of there would be mass hysteria. 
I was talking to some people about that. If, if, if we found out that there was extraterrestrials or, you know, UFOs, there'd be mass hysteria because the religion walls would be broken down. And, and what would people do? And, and we, this whole thing was a lie. It's like, no, there wouldn't. Hasn't there been enough fucking Steven Spielberg movies and all this stuff to understand that, 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 we, that, that shit's going on? This whole idea that everyone's going to open their doors and start running out on the streets, freaking out, screaming and all that. No, what's going to happen is the religious nutjobs who are just so crazy and religious and will not, they're going to still believe, they're going to think it's a lie and still believe or find a way to say that it was God's plan, which God, you know, God bless them. If that's what they think, if that's what, you know, they want to think happened, then that's their belief. But, But, so you'd have that. And then I think you would have people that were like, holy shit, man, wow, that's pretty heavy. And they'd fucking sink in for a few days and then they'd fucking go to the DMV and get pissed off the DMV was taking so long again. That's what I honestly think would happen. I don't think this this whole idea that everything is just going to, society is just going to crumble because of it. I, I, I just don't think that they're giving that many people. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I know that there's a lot of dumb people out there and I know there's a lot of people that couldn't process it. But I also think that there's many, many people that could. And I think after the initial, like, um, after the initial shock of, wow, that's really real, then I think we would be able to go on. But there's no way that, um, that you know, in my mind, that, that it should never be talked about, that it should never be, you know, and, and if you talked about it in the, in the 70s or 80s, you were looked at as a fucking, put him in the loony bin. Like if this podcast was on in like 1985 right now, dude, they would there would be fucking people coming to my house going this fuck like we you got to stop talking about this where people could hear it and you're going into a rubber room. And now you got fucking Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and these guys saying, I'm telling you, if you go to Netflix, go to um, what is it called? Aliens on the Moon, The Truth Exposed or something, and you could listen to it. They got pictures of shit. Like it's crazy. It's 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 such a ridiculous common knowledge thing that they're out there, and people are just like, nah. Or then you got the people that are like, yeah, I think there could be something, but and then they just wanna, and it's like, nah. I'm, you know what? I'd rather just sit down and listen to Diane Sawyer, you know, interview a dude with a ponytail. Ridiculous. I want to find out about aliens, man. I do. I think that that would be a really cool thing for our generation to learn before we all fucking, you know, grow old and die. However long, God willing, we all live a long life and everything like that. But let's just, you know, it'd be nice to just fucking find that out. That'd be a good thing to find out. You know, all these guys, I mean, there's a reason all these guys are getting old, going on their deathbed, saying what they saw on the moon and saying what they saw up there. They're not just doing it because they're all going crazy. You know, they've fucking been eating it. It's pro- there's proof that people were told that your families are in danger if you say anything. They got to sign papers and shit, like the real version of like the men in black. I mean, obviously they don't have a flash thing that, you know, makes you not remember, but there's guys that show up going, yeah, tell us what you... Tell us about that thing that you saw. Okay, yeah, you're not going to really, because what you did see is this. They tell people what they saw. They tell people it's like some sort of like government experiment and shit, like to lie to them and stuff. Fuck that, man. I would never want to go to the moon just for that fact. Like, I'd go on the moon. Could you imagine me on the moon just complaining that I'm missing the game? (laughs) I'd be like, all right, man, like how long are we? Because the finals start next week, and I got to... No, but 
it'd be cool to go on the moon and you take that one step and you float. And you're like, oh, this is the shit. And then you take another step and you float and everything like that. And uh, and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, what the fuck is that? Get in the ship and we're going home. I would I would be like, dude, there's I don't give a fuck, dude. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason why there's been so few missions up here and I just saw a fucking alien go into his apartment or whatever it is up here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. I don't give a fuck about, you know, so I will sign whatever you want me to sign to say I didn't see it. I just want to leave now. Because, dude, you never know. Like, if you go up there, right, and you see some little compounds and you see these fucking non-humans walking around, that's going to be like, I mean, that would like be hard to hear home. If you're sitting at home. You know, your feet up watching TV and you found out, you'd be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But like to be where they're at and find out, nah, man, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, dude, we got to go. We got to go. I would literally fight with like who, they got the president on the phone. They're like, the president says you got to stay up there and report. I'd be like, dude, fuck that. Okay. Give me whatever then. If you got to give me one of, you got to give me some kind of like drug for people that go crazy in space because I'm about to go crazy. So you better give me something to knock me out and put me in that astronaut floating bed or whatever it is. I don't want to fucking be up right now because I just saw something that's not human walking around and I'm actually in its house or in its yard or whatever the fuck in its, in its environment. I got to get out of here. And I got to tell you something. I would not care if I came back. You know, I guess with a family, I would. But, like, if I was single, I'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, there's aliens. They could kill me. I don't care. There's aliens. I would go on. I would go on every fucking news channel and be like, hey, dickhead, do you want to talk about Bruce Jenner's tits? Yeah? Yeah, you want to talk about Bruce Jenner becoming a chick? I just saw an alien on the moon, okay? Let's get fucking Diane Sawyer and Bruce Jenner out of here and let's talk some real shit right now, okay? I just saw fucking E.T. and his homeboys chilling out on the moon. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I'm a little freaked out. All right. I got that off my chest. (laughs) Let's watch Naked and Afraid and get our minds off of what's really going on out there. All right, guys, let's do my unacceptables. My unacceptable for the week, while you digest my alien talk. But come on, let's be honest. There's no way we're alone. There's no way that we're just on this ball of Earth floating in space. And with all of the universe, galaxies, other planets... Other things that there's just no other life. It's just the craziest thing to believe that that way. I mean, it's first of all, it's so arrogant. Second of all, it's just not true. And I'm tired, so I'm just talking shit. But that's what it is. I believe it. I believe in aliens, everybody. Two thousand. Uh, it's 2015. I'm coming clean. I believe in aliens. I believe in UFOs. I believe these astronauts saw everything I'm saying, and I wish it was more talked about here. Okay, Uh, my unacceptable for the week, which is a little different than the aliens and all that stuff, and it's not going to be people reporting on Bruce Jenner. Again, I understand, but just to keep beating it in our faces because nothing's going on. 
I mean, this is how bad nothing's going on. Then I'll get to the unacceptable. Things are so bad right now with TV that ESPN reported on a 92-year-old woman running marathons. Now, granted, that's nice. That's sweet. She's 92. She runs marathons. You know, she finished a marathon, whatever, seven hours and something, something minutes. And God bless her. It's a great feat and uh, all the power to her. But, like, I don't need to see that. I mean, they got the fucking Women's World Series on. Ladies, I'm not trying to shit on it. I mean, I'm sorry if you played softball. My, my wife played softball. She was actually an excellent softball player. And that's great. But, like, I mean, I mean, can you imagine the ratings drop when some fucking fat dude named Fred who eats Fritos and loves to watch Sports Center or whatever's on ESPN and he goes and he sees some fucking chick from Florida pitching to some chick from Michigan? I mean, the fucking ratings are going to plummet. Okay. There's nothing going on right now. That's why these stories are so big. There's nothing going on. That's why I cannot wait for the NBA Finals tomorrow because at least ESPN will be talking about that for a week and we get to watch that shit instead of listening to like, oh, she's 92 and she runs a marathon. Oh, this dude wants to be a chick. Oh, yeah, the Women's World Series is on ESPN right now. Just enough. Enough. All right, my unacceptable for the week is, uh, I, I must be pissing people off on this podcast, but you know what? Fuck you, all right? I'm talking real right now. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired of these people, too. Everybody, I heard something the other day, man, that just made me fucking want to snap, where I heard that some feminists don't like when a guy holds a door for them, and they actually get mad and go, don't hold a door for me, and then some comedian, I heard a uh, comedian talk about it, and it's like, you know, don't hold a door for me. I can hold a door for me. It's like, I'm not, I would fucking do it for anybody. You know, what does Bruce Jenner do in that situation? Huh? Huh? That's something to think about. No, but in all seriousness, like, if a chick ever, I, I mean, oh my God. What is happening? I know I sound like an old guy. What's happening to what's to, to, to the world right now? Bloggers are ending people's careers. Comedians are are trying to they're trying to strip comedians of free speech. You know, the television is just a bunch of fucking people getting naked and that's getting ratings. Women are are getting pissed off when guys hold the door for them now because that they think that the guys just a piece of shit and don't think they're strong enough to hold the door. What the fuck is going on? Stay strong, everybody. You can't crack like the, you can't crack for these people because you got to stay strong. All right. My unacceptable for the week are these doctor's appointments calling to confirm that you're coming two days before, and when they call, it's early in the morning. You know, you see like a missed call at like eight thirty-six a.m. and like, yeah, this is so and so dental. We just want to confirm your appointment for fucking 19 days out. Is that, can we do that? Can, can, are you going to be here in 19 days? We just, we just want to confirm that, that 1230 that you got August 15th. Yeah, I know it's June 1st. Are you going to be here? Because the doctor wants to fucking go out with his mistress. So you, you're definitely going to be here, Yeah, I'm gonna. Can you can you call it lunchtime when I'm in a good mood and I got like a sandwich or something in front of me? Can you call then? 
Can you, you know, can you call me at midday when I'm actually up and like I'm doing something? Do you have to call me before 9 a.m.? Yeah, this is so-and-so from Dr. So-and-so's office. Uh, just want to make sure Paul's going to be here. Uh, you know, we got to He's got a 1030. You think he's going to make it? Like I'm actually an adult and I remember the appointment. Yeah, I actually came in and fucking scheduled it. So, you know, I don't have, who, who, who are these people dealing with? That that everything just gets canceled or it doesn't happen. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't I don't understand that. It's like, are that many people canceling? That you gotta call me at 8:30 in the morning to confirm the appointment? It's unacceptable. I want to be what what kind of fucking Mickey Mouse up? Usually, when a grown adult says, "Yeah, I'm gonna be there," I would imagine. And and guess what? If they're not, they're probably gonna call day of. No one's gonna cancel three days earlier. She's not going to go, yeah, how you doing? This is um, Ashley over at Dr. Greenberg's office. Listen, uh, we just want to confirm your appointment for Thursday at 3.30. Is the guy then going to go, ah, yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, I uh, I don't think 3.30 is going to work. You know, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. It's like if he can't make the appointment, it's probably going to be because he lost his keys and he's freaking out on his keys. <laughs> He's freaking out on his kids. He lost his keys. He's not going to make it. So he calls up going, yeah, something came up. I'm sorry. Tell the doctor I'm sorry I can't make it. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be 13 days in advance, Ashley. Oh, my God. That's my unacceptable. And I'm not going to lie. I think it's a good one because it, it keeps happening to me. All right, so here we go. Here we go. All right, this uh, unacceptables that you guys sent to the new website, I mean, um, to the new email, and it is unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. And here we go. Let's do them. So the first one is from Phil Oakley. And Phil Oakley says, when you and your friends realize how humid it is because of uh, because of your father's ball bag. Wow. Um, early 1990s, me and my friend are sitting out on the porch on a hot summer day. My father comes out, minding his own business, looks around and proceeds to sit with us. He goes into a quick discussion about the summer and the birds, etc. He keeps pointing away from... <laughs> He keeps pointing away from the porch in the direction of the woods, going into detail about uh, whatever he is direct, uh, whatever he was directing his hand at. As my father goes further into into further discussion, I notice a strange yet frightening expression over my friend's face. I give another look, and they looked at me as if they were begging for my help, but for what? One of the girls there then nodded in the direction of what I eventually found out to be an unsettling situation. I then panned my view over in the general direction of my father where I saw his ball bag stuck to his right inner thigh. Uh, rendered speechless, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Jesus, man, you gotta fucking, this stuck with you for years, huh? As he continued to talk and point with his arms stretched to the woods, his balls would roll and shift with every new direction he chose. 
Paul, I'm 13 at the time, so the word unacceptable was not honestly in my mind, but my natural instinct of dealing with father animal, unacceptable fly paper, fly, uh, fly paper, ball bag, had to be put to a stop. I said, Dad, your balls. He stopped what he was saying with every... <laughs> With everyone now looking at the northern portion of his body. Jesus. He then says, my house, my porch, my balls, everyone out. We got the fuck out. From that point on, hot, humid days were referred to as as humid as Oakley's dad's balls. Wow. Uh, Wasn't ready for that one out of the gate, but uh, that'll put people in the mood for summer. Thank you, uh, Phil, for the... um, for the unacceptable all right here we go uh this is from um joss innocent uh hey paul huge fan of the podcast i've been trying to get this one on for weeks but the timing has never been right i've got an unacceptable for you that will absolutely make you cringe oh boy if the ball bag did let's see what this one's gonna say a couple of weeks ago this primate walks into the men's room stall plops down on the seat and proceeds to undergo an intestinal meltdown. Wow. <laughs> I never heard that. An intestinal meltdown. Uh, while simultaneously eating a bag of chips. I just stared in horror while I heard, oh my God, guttural grunts and chips crunching at the same time. All I could do was mutter animal under my breath. Uh, I thought of a good, uh, though I got a good look at him, <laughs> to, as there are a couple uh, of offices around the men's bathroom in our building. Well, flash forward to yesterday where I see the same man in the bathroom. This time he takes a piss at the bathroom stall, goes to the sink, and without missing a beat, cups his hands to drink the water. Oh, man, without washing his hands, as if... Uh, he were drinking from, oh my God, from a pig's throat. Oh, that's fucking gross. Um, Jesus, uh, I have no idea who trained this ape man, but it's very apparent that someone has left his cage open. Cage this ape, unacceptable. Josh Innocent, that, that really is my last name. Josh Innocent, thank you, man. That was, uh, wow, what the fuck? What the hell, man? That's brutal. All right, here we go. This is a long one from Alex King. Okay, and this says, Just moved from Pittsburgh to Metro Detroit area for work. Uh, Wow, dude, you went from fucking blue collar to fucking blue fucking murder. Uh, (laughs) Jesus, Pittsburgh to fucking Detroit, man. When this fucking run is over, you're going to be the toughest son of a bitch in America. Uh, I got a call last night from my soon-to-be shitty landlord asking me to pick up keys at 10 a.m. sharp. I asked for a later appointment because I had to drive five hours to get there, and they wouldn't budge. So I loaded my sorry ass in the car at 5 a.m. and drove there. I arrive on time and see I have to buzz into their building. No problem. I hit the doorbell and hear it ringing in the office. No answer. After a few more tries, I thought I'd call... And see what was up. Uh, No one answered. After about 15 minutes of this. 
I'm fucking pissed and I start looking around the building. I find a window and see a lady inside at a desk watching Mickey Mouse fuck house with a small child. So I call again, watching through the window as she sees the phone and ignores it. Oh boy. 45 minutes later, I'm looking online for any number that will answer and hear me freak out about this cunt. I'm walking around with $1,700 deposit first month, etc. in fucking Detroit. I went to the buzzer one last time before doing something that would require hiring an attorney. After a few tries, she buzzes me in. After bitching about how unacceptable and unprofessional her behavior was, she claimed that I was... What? I was discriminating against her for being a single mom who was doing her best. I couldn't do anything but laugh and say, have an awful day. This entire experience was the definition of unacceptable, or so I thought. I go to my apartment to find it to be dirty and smelly. There were old yellow toenail clippings in the bathtub. Oh my God, dude. The best... Part was a fucking live bat on the kitchen floor. A fuzzy crawling rat with wings with 500 in a 500 square foot studio apartment. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. I called the leasing company. Of course they didn't answer. Why the fuck would they, right? Call the bat conservation. Oh my god, dude. They told me to capture it and release it outside. Fuck that. I took out all my frustration of the day on this poor bastard with my loafers. No. What? Dude, this is like a fucking horror movie, this fucking unacceptable. (laughs) Jesus. You fucking killed a bat with your loafers? I don't know what's more unacceptable, the leasing company, the toenail clippers, or me savagely beating a one-pound bat lifeless with my new loafer that will forever be tainted with bat murder. Best, Alex. Holy shit, dude. Um, I mean, thank you for that uh, submission. I just That whole thing is just disturbing on, on a lot of different levels. <laughs> um. Wow. Jesus. I mean, dude, I got to tell you something. If I was you and I walked into the apartment after that whole ordeal of nobody answering, I would have just probably just, when I saw the yellow toenail clippings, I would have just been like, I'm getting another job. I'm going back to Pittsburgh. Fuck this. Like, that's a sign. If my first memory of my apartment in Detroit was that, I would never go to Detroit again ever. All right. This one is from Dan uh, Cosenza. Uh, This email has been sitting in my draft folder from back when you were still tagging the podcast with uh, an athlete's jersey number. Oh, wow. You've been listening for a long time. Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Um, uh, You were telling a story about a noisy neighbor on TVE when you were still living in your uh, townhome. So I wrote this email but later realized I had nowhere to send it until now. I have Twitter, no Facebook. Okay, thank you, buddy. Back when I lived in Staten Island, I was living in a town uh, home development, and I had a neighbor, an old man, who used to sit outside 
um, his front door just to watch what was going on. He never said anything, never waved. He just sat there looking miserable and watched every uh, watched what everyone did. Almost everyone in the development had a nice big fenced-in deck in front of their home to barbecue. Um, uh, on on the, on, I'm sorry, on and eat outside. Me and my fiance had a small piece of shit patio that had. Uh, just enough room for a barbecue and a folding chair. We decided to build a nice big patio like everyone else had uh, off the front uh, of our house to replace the small uh, piece of shit that we had. Uh, As our contractor started working on it, framing it out the structure, our noisy neighbor decided not to sit outside his front door anymore, but moved his chair to the sidewalk, faced it, toward my future deck and watched my contractor as he worked. I ignored it. If that's entertainment for him, let him watch. Okay. Now, everyone in the development who had one of these decks had a, uh, had a wood fence surrounding a wooden deck. We decided to use concrete for the floor because we didn't want food and shit dropping down through the cracks. Makes sense. Plus, we felt it would be easier to maintain, not to mention my fiancé was an Italian from Brooklyn and she likes her cement, okay? Fast forward a little. The patio is complete and looks great. My fiancé and I get married and go on our honeymoon. When we get back, um, when we get back, my parents pick us up from the airport and say there is some news that we need to know about. Turns out, while we were away, the local newspaper ran a story about illegal decks and how the city was cracking down on them. The story ran front page, and right there in the middle of that front page was a picture of a deck. My deck. Wow. Apparently, a complaint was called into the city about my deck, and the only person that I could think of doing it was the old... Uh, the old nosy bastard, uh, nosy bastard living next door. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I fucking kept saying noisy. I'm sorry. Yeah, nosy. Wow, this guy ratted you out. He must have been uh, pissy because the length of the deck cut off his viewing angle and now wasn't able to see what was going on uh, to his right anymore while sitting outside his front door. Long story short, we didn't end up, uh, he didn't end up fucking me, but, um, wound up fucking everyone else with a wood deck in the development. It turns out that the way I built, okay, so good, that, that worked out. The way you built your deck, uh, uh, deemed it not a permanent structure and, uh, and in turn made it legal. Good. My deck wasn't bolted to the house like the other decks in the development uh my wood posts were screwed onto footers on the cement patio and not submerged into the cement patios and uh, were just left with the fenced in uh, unusable space all because of some cranky old prick who couldn't mind his own business nosy neighbors are unacceptable thanks for all you do dan man thank you Dan, I appreciate it, and that's crazy, man. Um, wow, that is crazy. I appreciate it. Uh, this is from Joshua Scott. This is a quick one. Hey, Paul. Um, 
Uh, is there any way I can get a hold of some older TV episodes? Love your podcast, but checked on SoundCloud, and it looks like I can only go back to 159 or so, then uh, then they start repeating. I'm not trying to give you a hard time or anything, but I'm a new listener and would love to go back and listen to all the old stuff. Well, I appreciate it, Josh. Well, yeah, I'm trying to work on that, man. I'm trying to find out how I can get all of them. You know, I have, like, places I upload, and I obviously have a podcast network, you know, so... You know, uh, yeah, it's just like one of those things where I'm trying and people are asking for it. So bear with me and um, I'll see, you know, what I can do. And if I get information, I will definitely, um, you know, pass that on to you guys. Okay, this is from uh, Ryan uh, Gennaro. It says, hey, Paul, I saw you destroy at Westbury with Burr. And I recently started listening to your podcast. It's been cracking me up. Keep it up, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. I remember Wes Barrett. That was fun. Here's my unacceptable. Tub of shit couple. <laughs> Tub of shit couple in their 30s waddles into a subway with their already approaching obese three-year-old son and feeds the kid a greasy pastrami sandwich. When they got up to leave... There was an eight-foot radius of bread and other bits of food surrounding the table that the kid had torn up and thrown on the floor. It looked like... Remember in uh, Back to School? Don't get any on the walls. It looked like a pit bull tore up a newspaper, except it was bits of pieces of sandwich. They walked out without cleaning any of the huge mess they left and didn't even let the staff know that a sweep was needed. Way to teach your kid manners, animals. Here's another one that happened to me the same week. I'm in line at the liquor store with one person in front of me who's being rang up for their purchase. To my right is a rack of small bottles uh, that I uh, I turn my head to look at just to pass the minute while I wait my turn. As my head turns back uh, to toward the register, ten seconds later... A straggly-looking woman in her early 50s with teeth the color of the sun at dusk casually steps in front of me. She proceeds to take her sweet-ass time and play several lotto numbers. Granted, there was probably a six-foot distance between myself and the lady making her purchase, but I was clearly holding the bottle of wine I was about to purchase, and anybody with any decency would ask if I was next in line what an animal yeah I love them both thank you Ryan great submissions and uh, hilarious okay this is from Jason Travis hey Paul I normally submit mine to Twitter but I'm happy about the email because this is easier mine acceptable is people giving shit to one of the best podcast hosts ever because he said he likes a city that has saved his mother's life. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. These people need to grow up and get over the stupid New York-Boston rivalry. I am born and raised in Westchester, and I am over the, stu- I'm over the stupid thing. These people need to grow up. Ignore these assholes, Paul, and <laughs> let's just cage them up one at a time. Love the show. Keep it up. Uh, just so you know, normally I submit under the Twitter handle. Richard. Okay, thank you, uh, Jason. I appreciate it. And Yeah, man, like there were people that... That were actually pissed at me for like saying nice things 
about uh, and I'll go back to this you know I'll just break it up for a second because there's some more but I'm going long on this one because I want to you know I got I got more shit to talk about but you know we'll do a few more of these longer ones and then I'll do a couple Twitter ones and get out of here so don't worry about it but yeah man there was um there was a bunch of people that like see that's what I don't understand like there was people that were literally like man fuck how could you talk about Boston like that it's like are you fucking out of your mind man like Boston saved my mother's life think I give a fuck about the Yankees I'd be a Red Sox fan if fucking if if I had to save my mother's life I don't give a fuck are you out of your mind think I give a fuck you know what I mean my mom's my mom got to see her grandchildren my mom got to see her children grow up because of the Dana-Farber Institute in Boston I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks my brother went to BU I had great times in Boston like that that's where you really need to separate it there's some fucking stupid fuck out there like, I'd let my mother die if I had to go to Michigan to get help because I'm from Ohio. It's like, then fucking let her die, you fucking dope. All right, here we go. Um, this is from Daniel Taylor. Hey, Paul, loved you and Burr at the Wilbur. Killer shows, my unacceptable. I went to the movies a few weeks ago after my kids and wife were in bed. I try to sneak out to the movies alone because my busy schedule and I love... Oh, yes. My busy schedule and I love seeing movies uh, on the big screen. However, going to the movies can suck. I love going by... By the way, I love... I don't mean to interrupt your fucking thing, but I love going to the movies. I love going alone and I love the movies. Um, However, going to the movies can suck because of the knuckleheads you have to share the theater with. Absolutely. I got my seat early. Nobody around me. Then a young couple comes in and sits in front of me. Of course they did. The guy, clearly out of his mind because he's with his girl, starts stretching and pushing his seat as far back as it could go. Bam, he pushes right back into my knee. Now I'm a mellow guy. I know he didn't mean to whack my knee. Surely he felt it hit me. I let it go. A couple minutes later, bam, he did it again. Stretching and acting stupid for his girl. Oh, God, that's getting me enraged because I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me? Me too. I don't say anything. The lights go out. I figure this jackass has finally settled in. I figured wrong. This asshat starts um, fidgeting around and pushing his seat back like he's got ants in his pants. Bam, whack, right into my knee. Now I'm 40. My knees are still okay. But I'm 40. I don't need this twerp hammering my knees with his seat. So... I avoid conflict and get up and move over. Nice. I did, I've done that too. Uh, move over a seat where nobody's in front of me. Problem solved. Until the moron in the row behind me, about eight feet from me. Oh, my God. Uh, keep kicking the chair in my row through the whole movie. You can't fucking win. I love going to the movies, but these animals need to be put in a cage. There is always a jackass who doesn't know how to act in public at the movies. Unacceptable. Dan, I fucking love this unacceptable. I love it. I could not agree with you more. I think that the people that go to the movies that act like that, they're the fucking worst. To avoid conflict, what I do is I go to the movies. I sit down. If anybody, if I think there's going to be any problem, anything at all, 
a bunch of fucking young teenagers yelling, a, a tough guy that's fucking willing to act tough and start something. I just sit there, and if I'm either with my kids or I'm with my wife or I'm with a friend, I just fucking, I, I will find a place in the theater. I would rather watch the movie in not an ideal spot, but just comfortably without anybody there to avoid this shit because... These people are the fucking worst, and I love that unacceptable. This is from Lee uh, Reader. Hi, Paul. Regular listen to your podcast here in South Africa. My unacceptable CrossFit gym fuck nuts. Thank you for listening that far away. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Um, that's fucking awesome. I love the South. I love South Africans. I love them. I, cause, and I know about them because I watch golf and, um, <laughs> you know... And I just, I love the accent. I love South Africa. I would actually love to go to South Africa. Uh, it was Johannesburg. I, I would love to go out there. Um, why do morons live, uh, who live for CrossFit gymming uh, every day insist on always posting how many fucking push-ups and circuits they do on social media? Who gives, who gives? <laughs> um, yeah, I know, I know. I know, I know, it's, uh, it's, it's fucking, I'm sorry, who gives a continental fuck, uh, it's not like I'm posting that I had 12 beers and 6 shots at a barbecue last night, why do they insist, no dude, it's insane, I'm bragging about their fitness regime, I bet it's steroid driven muscle knuckleheads who probably have tiny cocks from all the roids, put them in a fucking cage and fill the cage with junk food, unacceptable, keep up the great podcast and continue, um, to convert some uh, South Africans to your humor. Thank you so much, uh, Leah. I, I really appreciate it. That's awesome. And I don't know much about CrossFit. I just like to fucking do cardio wherever I'm at, go to a hotel, fucking elliptical machine or treadmill when I'm on the road and do the best I can. But these people are just, yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, a couple more quick ones, guys, and uh, and then we'll be done with the emails. But uh, thank you, guys, and make sure you send the next ones to, uh, make sure you send the longer ones to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. This is from Aaron. Paul, love the podcast, love the comedy. Let's get down to business. This happened at my local neighborhood grocery store. The place is uh, not a chain. It's a small mom-and-pop operation. The floor there is nasty from all the foot traffic, and since they don't have a lot of employees, I imagine it doesn't get mopped up until the end of the day. Anyway, I saw a head of lettuce on the ground right in the dirt, and then I saw an employee pick it up, put it back on the shelf. Fucking disgusting. Never again will I shop there. Animals everywhere. Take care. Uh, that is gross. Thank you, Aaron. Um, that is ridiculous. And I just, I don't get it. This one is from Dan Richter. Hey, Paul, I've been listening to the podcast for over a year now. Your answer, hilarious, blah, and I really appreciate it. Love the sports bickering between you and Billy uh, Red Sackburn. Okay. Unacceptable. At Chipotle in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, during the lunch rush, the lady in front of me has two kids with her around five and seven years old. She gets up to order and proceeds to tell the worker, Harper will tell you what she wants on her burrito. This is the youngest one. Unacceptable. Can't you see there is a line behind you and people are going to have your five-year-old order a burrito assembly line style when she can't even see over the counter? Get your shit in gear. This is not the first time. This is not the time to teach lessons. <laughs> 
This is not the time to teach lessons. Just want a burrito. Go pack go. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Uh, that's funny, man. That's funny. It's so true. People, I know. It's so true. Uh, very funny. All right, guys. We got two more of these, and we'll do a couple of quick unacceptables on... on, on um, couple more of these and we got a couple of quick unacceptables on Twitter and we will go from there okay so don't worry I'm gonna we got more time here but I got to get these in and uh, maybe what I'm gonna do next time I'm gonna do a longer version of this this time and then next time maybe what I'll do is I'll break it in halves okay so calm down you can fast forward if you don't like it I'm getting these people's in there I think they're fucking funny by the way I'm not trying to plug fucking Starbucks but I went to Starbucks and I got this lime drink it's fucking delicious. I um I was at the casino and I saw a group of Asian women buying this um a group of Asian women were buying this drink and it just looked refreshing and kind of clear which made me think it was healthy. And I said, "What is that?" And I'm not even trying to be funny. She in this Asian voice she goes, "It's a cool line." And I was like, "Like what?" Like, I couldn't get, you know what I mean? I couldn't get it. But I, I was like, what? What is it? And she's like, it's a cool line. You know the way, like, Asian, ah, like, you know, I couldn't. And I was trying to be nice, you know? I, and I, I love Asian people. I think they're hilarious. But I just, I was trying to, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just couldn't. So I'm like, oh, it's a cool line. Like, and she's like, yeah, it's a cool line. Cool line. And I was like, I, I don't know. So finally today, it's been on my mind. So I go to Starbucks today. And I said, and I guess the lady nailed it, but I just couldn't understand it. So I said, do you guys have like a lime drink? And they go, oh, yeah, the cool lime refreshers. So I guess it was called cool lime. But anyway, I got it, and it's fucking delicious. And I'm drinking it right now. That's where that came from. Okay. This is from Joshua Scott. Uh, I recently stumbled upon your podcast. Okay. Uh, two unacceptables if only have time for one. Okay. Unacceptable number one. These uh, These seem pretty pretty quick here so uh, I travel a lot for work as uh, as you know as a fellow traveler you can see some uh, horrendous shit on the road I was traveling back from San Francisco to my home in Vegas uh, so this is an hour and 15 minute flight let me set up the scene for you I'm boarding a plane and take my seat by the window as the plane starts to fill up uh, in walks a nominee for animal of the year uh, well, I mean, they are going to Vegas, uh, <laughs> and not like where you live, Vegas, you know, they're probably going to the fucking old Vegas strip. Anyway, immediately after sitting down in the aisle seat, she takes off her shoes, which to me is bad enough, but I have seen it enough, uh, that I let it slide, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, next off come the socks. And she tucks them into the pouch of the seat in front of her, exposing her hairy toe knuckles. Fucking gross. Uh, and still it gets worse. After we hit our cruising altitude, she digs into her backpack and pulls out a warm, smelly-ass egg salad sandwich. At this point, she decides to get comfortable and leans... Oh, man. Leans back her seat and crosses her legs Indian style. Her bare fucking feet, oh my God, are centimeters from the girl sitting in the middle. The girl in the middle is damn near snuggled up to me just to get away from this human wildebeest. This is when the icing on the cake happens. She, 
she spills some of the egg salad from the back of the sandwich right onto the instep of her foot. Oh, no. Then immediately before that shit could hit the ground, she pulls her foot up to her mouth and sucks the egg salad right off the disgusting fucking off her disgusting fucking foot. Oh, that's nasty. At this point, I lean over and said, "There aren't <laughs> they aren't building cages or locks fast enough to contain you, you goddamn animal." Obviously, she didn't like this and complained to the flight attendant at some. <laughs> You said that, dude? That is fucking great. Uh, Somehow, uh, okay, so she said it to the flight attendant, and somehow to the flight attendant, I'm the asshole in this situation and tells me to stop badgering other passengers. Completely unacceptable. Wow. Wow. That was awesome. All right, here we go. This is another quick one that you got. That was so good, I'm going to read your second one. I was watching the GGG fight. At the Westgate Casino. They are a little off strip, but uh, have an amazing sports book. Okay, GGG, I don't know what that is, gets the knockout. Okay, whatever. Gets the knockout in the sixth. And we are leaving um, out of one of the little side rooms in the sports book. One of the guys in our group points out these two girls stumbling through the casino like a couple of drunken idiots. It becomes pretty clear that it's really only one drunk girl and her friend is uh, doing her a solid trying to help her drunk ass get back to the room or something. As we are watching the girl struggle to keep her friend, um, to keep her friend starts gagging to dry heaving and we just know she's about to lose it. Uh, Mind you, in any casino, you are only a couple of feet away from a trash can at any given time. This fucking animal reaches over to her friend's shirt, pulls it up, pulls it open, and pukes all over her friend's tits. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, The friend then drops the friend. Wow. The friend then drops the friend out of shock, and she face plants. Then no joke turns to her friend and calls her a fucking bitch. I would have stomped her out for that. Cage her up. Throw away the key. Josh. Wow, dude. That was uh, that was crazy. Uh, that's it for the emails, guys. Send more after. And uh, just I gotta get you know a couple of people went out of their way on Twitter, so I gotta get those too. Um, these will be really quick. This is Dan the Masshole. Um, He sent me a picture of the Iraqi veteran with one arm and one leg. And he says, uh, put the U.S. media in a fucking cage for the amount of coverage of the Caitlyn Jenner story. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, because they gave him the Arthur Ashe Award uh, over Iraqi veteran with one arm and one leg. Yep, you're absolutely right. That is unacceptable. That's a great one. Uh, Corey Martinez Oh, I'm sorry, and that, that is we are mass, at We Are Massholes. Uh, this one's Corey Martinez at uh, Crasher339. Dude at Carl's Jr. let a loud one rip, then walked to a different booth and continued eating. Unacceptable airtight cage. Uh, <laughs> this is from Ronnie at Ronnie PMF in bold, the PMF. Paul Berzi on Linden Boulevard. 
uh, in Brooklyn, and someone tried to fix their bumper with a lot of duct tape and rope on the front bumper. <laughs> Hashtag unacceptable. That's hilarious. I laughed hard at that. Duct tape on a car is so unacceptable and hilarious to me. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the submission, Ronnie. Daryl Harris at D Harris uh, f- uh, photo and then G. Uh, ladies that can't lift their own bags out of uh, the baggage claim. Oh, now you need a man. <laughs> how much how much stuff do you need? That's funny. Uh, hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, Yeah, where's the feminist then? I love that one. Uh, TJ Hernandez, at TJ Hernandez. My Lyft or Uber driver asking me if I want to sit in front is unacceptable. Um, this is from Michael Zofchak, whatever I'm saying, I wrote the, the Zofchak, and it's uh, at Z-O-F-F-A-N-A-T-O-R. Did you see Louis' SNL monologue? Some say he will never be back. I have a kid, laughed my ass off, definitely not. Uh, hashtag unacceptable. I have not seen it. I will see it, though. That intrigued me. Uh, Kelly Meyer at Irritable Bowels. It's hilarious. Um, guy in cut-off shirt at grocery store has such bad B.O. I can smell him 10 feet away. Bathe, you goddamn animal. Unacceptable. Katie. Yeah, dude, I got to ta- tell you about that. It's summertime, and you could actually see who the fucking real animals are. You know what I mean? Puts. I was at a comedy club. I'm not going to mention any names. I was sitting next to this dude. This dude fucking stunk. It was just fucking unacceptable. It's like, fucking groom yourself up, man. Get some hygiene, you fucking animal. Uh, Greg uh, Rasmussen. At Greg, E-R-A-S-M-U-S-O-N. This photo of me on my 13th birthday is unacceptable. Gotta thank my mom and dad. <laughs> Put me in a birthday box. And then he sent a picture of him hanging in a birthday box. It's hilarious. Uh, Jason Simmons at Jason Simmons 30. This animal was using her camera phone to uh to methodically pick spots from her oh man from uh for the entire journey and it's a picture of this chick just like picking her face and that's that's unacceptable. All right, we'll do two more. Uh, Kurt Dobbs at CDS Dobbs, D-O-B-B-S, a woman ordering $84 worth of food at Taco Bell drive-thru while the rest of us wait. Unacceptable. (laughs) Go in the store, bitch. Oh, man. That's funny. Pork Chop at Val's, V-A-L-L-E-S, 611. Tired of these fucks telling me I need to be a Rangers or Astro fan because I live in Texas. Cage the fuck up, Sox Nation. <laughs> All right. That's it, guys. Thank you so much. Um, all right. You know what? I'm sorry. I got to do two more. J underscore Pez. At J underscore Pez. Uh, Verzi walks to the podium, adjusts mic. I am not, nor have I ever been a sexist. It's just that the level... Of play is hashtag unacceptable. 
Um, seriously, though, the average male armchair athlete couldn't hold a candle to any professional female athlete. Uh, damage control. I don't know. I don't know about that. But whatever. This is from Sam Nickel at Sam T-W-O. Oh, at Sam and then 2-6 spelled out. People who take ridiculous amounts of photos. Up. Oh, my God. I love this one. I fucking love this unacceptable. And this is something that I got to talk about and rant about. Okay. And then we'll get to uh, we got to talk about some other stuff. How far along are we into this? All right. We're going in almost an hour and a half today, folks. You're getting a long one. So don't worry. I uh, You're going to get a long podcast. All right. This one is phenomenal. Sammy. You get a nickname for this one, Sammy. People who take ridiculous amounts of photos at parties, why can't you just enjoy yourself? Okay, hashtag animal, hashtag unacceptable. Now I need to talk about this, okay? Because you people, there's a group of people, there's two types of people that do this, okay? You have the nerdy techie people who are just so like, happy and technology and they want you to see what the new technology can do and isn't it cool and those people mean well those people aren't malicious those people just got like the fucking new iphone 8 and it has all these options and they want to show you and do things and they think it's cool that's just fucking nerdy shit and i don't hate on those people but then you got the people oh my god she's doing it take a picture take a picture of that no put that to my facebook make sure you send it to my facebook that's just a selfish fucking, it's like, enjoy it, yeah, the baby's got cake on her face, okay, she got cake on her face, you want to know why, because she's a fucking baby, that's why, she got cake on her face, because she doesn't know how to use a napkin or a fork properly, and it's all over her fucking forehead, now fine, it may be a funny picture, but like, everything, oh my god, get under that tree, oh my god, and all it is, is the whole day becomes, she wants to take a picture, everybody get in a picture, I swear to god, I hope fucking people that I know that love me, and that I love are listening to this, don't ask me to do a lot of pictures at the party, because I'm not gonna fucking do it, and if I do it, it's gonna be really quick, and if uncle fucking, you know, whoever, and and aunt whoever aren't there, and we're not doing it again five minutes later, and gathering all the kids up, it's fucking bullshit. It's it really is unacceptable. Enjoy the moment. Can you enjoy it? Can you stop and smell the fucking roses, you dopes? I love that unacceptable, Sam. Thank you. It's a great one. It's a great one. Okay, this one is from Notes. Uh, at Lost Boys B O I Z underscore Notes. We own childhood obesity and childhood poverty. At least we are winning in something. <laughs> Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, well, it's not ideal, that's for sure. Um, all right, guys, that's going to be it for the um, unacceptables. If I missed yours on Twitter, just send them out. Like I said, especially with these emails, with the emails now, um, send them to um, unacceptables for TVE and guys too uh, honestly just for the sake of the show you know this is the first time I did it I wanted to see how many people send them there were a lot of people that send them for the for the you know for the sake of the show and the flow of the show I'll get to all of them but you know just because it's an email I mean unless it has to be long if you guys can keep them because I want to get to everybody because you know I love you guys I love that you guys listen you guys are my you know you guys are my favorite fans no matter what and um, you know so I want to get to them but 
if you guys could keep the unacceptables even on the email down to like a paragraph, like maybe two quick paragraphs or something instead of really long, that'll be easier. And then I'll be able to get to more Twitter ones. So don't worry, we're going to get a good flow of it and figure it out. I know I just got to it and people wanted to get stuff. And, you know, like some people said, they had a draft for a long time. But um, thank you. Uh, I'm very humbled and overwhelmed by the amount of people that are submitting to me. Um, so there you go. Let's talk about the kids' party that I had here. And it's a perfect segue after that. Um, unacceptable that Sam sent regarding the people with pictures. My son had a birthday party here and there were 16 five and six year olds here. Now I immediately regretted the party. Fuck that dude. Go to a party place, go to a place where a restaurant with kids do the Chuck. I am not knocking it anymore. Do the Chuck E. Cheeses, do the bowling alley, do McDonald's for all I give a f- I'm telling you, that hour and a half is so chaotic. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was nice at the house. It wasn't bad. But these kids running around, you know, jumping around, screaming, acting. You want to talk about put them in a cage. These kids acted as if their parents, these kids acted as if, I mean, I don't even know what to say. How unbelievably ridiculous. Like these kids acted like their parents had them locked in a closet eating nothing but like warm rice and water. And then they just get let out to this fucking nice. These kids are lined up in pinatas, candy. Yeah, cupcakes. They got pizza. They got, I mean, and they were running around like lunatics yelling. And I'm just looking around. It, it was so crazy that the hour and a half or whatever the party was was just a blur. I was, you just give these fuckers their goodie bags and let them go home. I mean, my son had a great time. It was amazing, but it was so chaotic. So nuts. And I got to tell you, you could see who bad kids are. You could see who's going to be shitty. You could see who's going to be nice. You could see who's going to be empathetic. You could see who's going to be selfish. You could see everything at this age. Five and six, they're developed as a person. They really are. And I'm proud that my son is an absolute fucking sweetheart. And he's a leader in his class. And he's just, he's a he's the sweetest kid. And I mean, it's amazing to me and my wife, um, the, the child that we're raising, to be honest. I'm not even kidding. He's a very special, amazing you know, and, and, and there were other kids that were like that too. But some of these fucking kids, dude. I mean, I could tell who's going to jail. You could look at this and be like, that kid's going to jail. I mean, that kid's going to jail. That kid's going to be a fucking loser. That kid's great. You, know, you could just tell. Like, that that chick is shitty. She's going to be a whore. You could just look and just be like, yeah, you could just tell. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying at the, at the part. I'm saying anywhere you go, daycare, you know, kindergarten, fucking, any, any, you just see, you're like, oh, that kid's got problems at home. But uh, it was definitely chaotic, but um, made my son's day. So let's get into sports real quick. I will give you my prediction. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers will beat the Golden State Warriors in six games, maybe less. There you go. I say six games, maybe five. I think LeBron James is on a mission. I think Iman Shumpert is going to do a great job defending Steph Curry. I think that um, 
I just think that LeBron James is. is I, I think that if there was ever a time for him to get it to Cleveland, it's his time now. I think that uh, the Warriors will be back in the finals and probably win a championship with Steph Curry. I just don't think this year. I could be wrong. Maybe this is my heart. Maybe this is me saying that since I predicted the Cavs going against the Spurs that now that they're going against Golden State, they're going to win. But I just feel like they're just on a mission, and I feel like they're playing their best basketball now, and I think that they're this close. I think they're going to get it. So my money is on Cleveland. I like the Cavaliers in six. We'll see what happens. Um, It's going to be rough in sports for a little while. Oh, speaking of sports uh, stuff, I was... um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, I'm a contributing writer on uh, an AOL original series now. Uh, called Two Point Lead, hosted by my good friend Giannis Papas, and uh, I uh, went in to write, and things worked out, so I'm a contributing writer, and I just did a sketch that you guys are all going to see, it's going to be available to everybody, it's going to be a sketch, um, and uh, it's, I'll just give you guys a hint, because I don't want to give it away, but it's me as an insane sports fan, and lazy dude, and Judy Gold. Judy fucking Gold plays my wife, and we were crying on the set, and the crew was crying on the set. It was really funny, and that's coming up, so you could check that out as well. And uh, that kind of flows into what's going on with these NBA finals. That's all I can say, but it should be out by the end of the week. So uh, post, I'll post it up, and you guys could uh, you guys can look at it there. Uh, that's it for sports movies. What movie did I see? I saw some movie called Homefront. With uh, Jason Statham and John Franco. You know, kind of predictable, but not bad. You know, ex-guy, ex, you know, ex-undercover cop has to leave and, like, go up in the country. And guess what happens? They find out where he is and they try to get him. Big fucking surprise. But I liked it. And, uh, you know, I'm just, like, sitting up watching these movies on Netflix. I got to tell you, I'm not, Netflix needs to step up their game. We need some new, more new releases on Netflix. It's good for kids. Netflix kids is sick because they get all the Disney shit and kids will watch the same movie 15 times, you know. But as far as like adults and good movies, it's it's all right, but not great. Uh, as far as plugs, um, you can go to paulverzi.com and I will have updated uh, updated stuff. I'm also looking to revamp and redo YouTube, my YouTube there's, I got to fix it because my, uh, the PV Born Funny, if you go to YouTube and you put in PV Born Funny, you're going to get a ton of clips, but that doesn't help me because it needs to be under Paul Verzi. So I'm trying to fix that because it's an old email. So something got screwed up there with the setup. So I'm looking to do that. So some people are asking, where can they see more clips? There are there and I'm going to put some new ones on there. Album will be released in July. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm local now, so I will be in New York City doing some stuff. I'll be at the Rex Theater June 26th, I believe, with Joe Bartnick and the All-In Tour for the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival. And I'm happy to announce that I just was um, asked to perform at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Toronto from September 27th to October 1st, which is an honor. There's only like 50 comedians in the country going, and I was one that they picked, which is truly amazing, so I'm happy for that. But you could go to my website. Uh, As always, guys, please, again, check out my great sponsors, gonzofame.com for the best up-and-coming, you know, um, you know, 
uh, interviews with the you know most in-depth interviews with the best comedians up and coming and established ones today great great uh, website and also um, our new sponsor Brookings Mediation and John Burton saving people a ton of money on uh, doing mediations to uh, you know just just settle um, you know debt settlements and divorce and bankruptcy saving people a ton of time a ton of money um, so they don't have to get lawyers and, and go through the courts with the judge and all that um, it's great John Burton's been doing it for a long time uh, 27 years he's been doing it and um, it's just such a, just is an absolute no-brainer. makes all the sense in the world. And um, go to brookingsmediation.com. Uh, you can see all that. So, uh, And also the phone number is 877-415-7770, uh, Brookings Mediation. Uh, please call and say that uh, Paul Verzi sent you through the Verzi effect. Um, other than that, guys, check me out on Twitter at Paul Verzi. And uh, go to the website, and that's it. That is it for this uh, this podcast. I know it was a lot. We talked uh, aliens, and we talked, um, you know, there was some some gross stuff with the unacceptables. Uh, Bruce Jenner, you know, let's let's root for Bruce, and um, that's it. So. Have a good one until 212 next week. I am out of here. I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Take care.